and can't start the podcast. Come on. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Probably, like, I thought you could even hear that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me do it. Let me do it. Happy holidays, audience members. That's <laughs> We're like Festivus. Yeah, <laughs> we're not recognizing any specific recognizing any specific uh, any specific holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna accept a role. Um, <laughs> my name's Dylan. I'm Paul. Oh yeah, we got to still. Hey guys, I'm Max. And we we don't have Zach on this week because Zach got a job. Yeah, he's working ten hours at Jasmine Cafe. He's been in town for less than a week, and he got a job. Well, is, isn't that his family's, or is that not his family? It's not his family's, but it's oh, the family. family it's the friends. same family that owns Singtao House. But fun fact: the owners of Singtao House sold Singtao House. Oh, did so, they start up Jasmine Cafe after? No, they, they sold? always had two restaurants. Jasmine uh. Cafe is on Austin Bluffs and Powers, next to that King Supers. Okay, just reality. I should have worked there because it's yeah. a lot closer. But yeah, but Zach was working at Singtao House. Yeah, fair Austin enough. Bluffs and Powers is or uh, pretty sorry. much Kansas. <laughs> not not. What am I thinking of? Sesson Hills and Powers. Uh, still Kansas. That's no, not. <laughs> There's so much there. It, yeah, it, it is east. You're correct on that part because Kansas is east. Do you Honestly, know, do you know Powers and Sesson Hills? There's like a big giant shopping center. I, I might have been there like twice <laughs> in my life. Honestly, like most things, like further east of. Academy? Academy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I really don't go further east than Academy. I, I pretty much stay downtown. Have you ever been to yeah. my house? No. Nope. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Do you yeah. live out there? I live, yeah, like Powers and Constitution. But yeah. technically, eat more east because it's Peterson. So I'm close to Highway 24. Oh, so like where Jeff lived? Yeah. I, he, Jeff is like a few blocks away from me. I've been to Jeff's house a few times. Cool. Like twice. Right. Yeah, I used to go to the the indoor soccer. Yeah, I used to play there all the time. Yeah, same. Yeah, growing up, um, yeah. soccer house. No, I forget what it was called. That's on Garden of the Gods. Uh, soccer house. I don't know. I just um, know like three indoor soccer places. Yeah, there's like three in the Springs, yeah. but this one was like the first one, and it's way out in the middle of nowhere and has a smell. It smells. Uh, it does smell. When and I you just pray that you get there if you have to wear a penny, that you're there in a like within a decent proximity of when they wash them because the men's leagues use the same pennies and they reek. That's awful. And when I used to play there, I would always play against this giant Samoan dude and he would constantly check me into the wall. (laughs) Hey, it's, it's within the rules. It is. But I was, I was a lot smaller. I was a hundred pounds lighter when I was playing soccer. (laughs) So that sounds like me when I was a freshman in high school playing varsity. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Getting destroyed. Sophomore in high school playing varsity. Except I was doing football, not soccer. Ah. Yep. That sounds awful. Where I was an offensive lineman. Worse. Actually, I wasn't that much smaller than I am now. I was shorter, but I was about the same weight. It was awful. Couldn't know how to control my body. Couldn't you were control a thick anybody boy? else's. I was a thick boy. Yeah. Not that thick, but relatively thick. Mm. I looked like a stick, though. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I wasn't thick. I just had some muscle on me. Uh, speaking of sticks, how was your guys' Thanksgiving? Sticks? Thanksgiving? Quite the connection. Explain. Six as in, like, Toronto? Explain. Canada? No, sticks. Not, oh, sticks? Not I was sticks. thinking the six, yeah. Toronto, Canada. I was going to say 
Their Thanksgiving is last month. Yeah. Or even two months ago. In yeah, October. months ago. Go ahead and uh, explain the connection there between no. sticks and Thanksgiving. No, you guys can make the connection. No, nope. go ahead. I would love to hear yours. Same. Uh, you know how like the Native Americans use sticks to make fires. Let's get racy, why don't we? <laughs> it's not racy. Yikes. <laughs> That's how people made fires before technology. You haven't heard of flint and steel. Right. In regards to Thanksgiving. Not the, thank- the pilgrims? The Thanksgiving where. Nah, they were narcs, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, screw the pilgrims. <laughs> Call yeah. back last episode? That was a few episodes ago. That was right after I saw Eric Andre. Yeah. Yeah. When that was. That was with Sean. So it was two episodes ago. You sure? Yeah. It's all right. Anyways, <laughs> so go ahead and explain the sticks. To I already did. Thanksgiving. How, how no, I didn't. Yeah. Let's do it non-racy. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Um, there is no connection that is not racial for Dylan. I, Dylan's racist. I probably not. I had an interesting <laughs> discussion about racism <laughs> in my class no, today. Cut. Cut. <laughs> cut. <laughs> uh, well, my thing is it was good. I was watching Andy's house and their dog all week, so I was alone a lot, which was nice. Like nice to like solitude. Yeah, not only have to deal with anyone's BS, but yeah, Zach came back on Wednesday, so I hang out, hung out with him a lot. I went Black Friday shopping at Target. I got an Instapot for my mom <laughs> and a flannel for myself. Of course you did. Yeah, they're fifteen dollars. I saw my old youth pastor. That was fun. Anyways, how was your guys's? <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Max, yours. No, I, he, I he. yeah, sorry. We're we're all talking at the same time. Um, my Thanksgiving was great. We went over to our family friends, the Rummel's house, and you know, everybody was there except for one of their sons who lives in Scotland now, uh, goes to school over there. Um, yeah, it was good. I mean, I grew up skiing with them and with them. It was great, and yeah, just. Just the normal Thanksgiving thing. Nice. How about yourself, Paul? It's good. Um, so next topic. Did you, uh, did you go home? <laughs> what did you do for Thanksgiving? Please I went up to Fort Collins okay. on Tuesday after the big old snowstorm. It was great. Um, to go to my sister. My sister lives up there. And so stayed with her, my brother-in-law, and their roommate. Um, super fun on the drive. What are you doing with my candle? Nothing. <laughs> okay. Um, on the way up there, right? Snow. The, the snowstorm hit. There's a bunch of snow everywhere. Awful roads. Um, but I only had. W- I only have one wiper that works on my windshield. Oh, you haven't gotten that fixed? No, I'm getting it fixed uh, on Friday, which is the day after it rains. So that's. <laughs> are you going into Brady's shop? Yeah. Cool. Clarifying. Yeah. So one just doesn't move. Yeah, one just doesn't move. Okay. Driver side wiper is one that works. That's so it's important. the important one. <laughs> um, also, one headlight was out driving up. I had a dead battery, so I had to get it jumped before I left. Because um, <laughs> Brady brought me, because I, I bought a battery from Brady over the phone. And I said, hey, could you like bring it on your lunch break? Whatever. And he goes, yeah. And so he brings the battery. Turns out it's the wrong battery. Won't fit in my car can't get it to fit um so then he just jumps me and i leave out to fort collins um the blower or the blower motor in my ac is going out um, it's making a lot of noise a lot of a <laughs> lot of noise 
Um, and then a window um, motor is going out. So I've had a really fun time with my car lately. So when are you going to send that car out to pasture? Um, after I graduate. Okay. Yeah. Like that str- you can stretch that. Yeah. Or around the time that I graduate. It might be a little bit earlier. Who knows? Um, but <laughs> um, on the way up there in Denver, I had four-wheel drive on. And there was I was coming around a curve on I-25 because I was like, I'll just stick on I-25 because it probably has better roads than 470. Um, and there's more people. So if I get stuck, then I'll have a better chance of getting out. Um, and so I was coming around a corner and it was covered in packed snow, which I saw last minute since only one wiper was working. And so as we're going around this corner, there's a bunch of people behind me or whatever, and kind of around me We're going around this corner and I turn the wheel, but my car keeps going straight. And so I'm like, ah, this is, this is a shame. And so I give it, you know, just a little bit more gas because it's four-wheel drive. So I'm like, just give it – eventually one of the tires are going to catch some grip. Just goose it. And then I'll, you know, goose it around and caught some grip but too much grip. And so I overcorrected. And then so I flipped the, the wheel around again and overcorrected again that way. So I'm going down I-25 fishtailing with a bunch of people around me swerving through all the lanes. It's great. I finally hear about you on the news. (laughs) I finally get like nearly sideways at one point, and my car is pointing towards the inner wall of the turn, and I go, ah, (laughs) not good, not good at all. And so I give it some more gas as I'm turning it to try and like flip it back, so at least I can like be facing the other way where I have more room since I'm in the far left lane and I'm facing the wall. Um, and then it, I eventually catch grip and it straightens out. Look behind me. Everybody's gone. <laughs> All the cars left the highway either stopped after they saw Arkansas plates fishtailing in the snow or they got off. I prefer thinking of the prior because I just think it's hilarious. And then I decided to slow down while I drove for the rest of the time. Proud of you for that one. Yeah, so that was the highlight of my – no, the highlight is my blower, AC motor blower, AC blower motor, I don't know, started working again. I was in the line at Chick-fil-A, drive through. Why'd you have it on in the cold? In the cold? Huh? The, for the heat. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Air conditioning is not just cooling. Yeah, it conditions the air to a preferred temperature. Not today, I learned. <laughs> <laughs> Most people call it AC and heat because... Those who don't have AC only have heat. Yeah. And it's heat coming from the engine. Uh, it's not. I don't yeah. really know how that all works. But yeah. That's um, why, like, when you get in the car in, like, a cold morning, it doesn't blow hot air automatically, which pisses me off. But that's all right. That's how physics works. In second grade, <laughs> <laughs> I remember we had to write, it was just like a paper or something, whatever the <laughs> second grade equivalent of a paper was. Yeah. Like an eight paragraph. Yeah, he sent his paragraph about how. Had to write eight paragraphs. We had to write like on the cultural implications of. <laughs> we had to write Curious George. <laughs> <laughs> we had to write like a how to uh, about making hot chocolate. Classic and like everything. I knew how to 
what all the steps were, but I couldn't remember for the life of me how you got hot water. Hot, hot, <laughs> jumping out the grease. It's a whole lot of the grease. So in the paper, I remember writing, you get your hot water maker to heat up the water. And then well, I remember thinking in like sixth grade, I was like, oh, you just get hot water from the sink. <laughs> like already hot. <laughs> like turn on like the hot water of the sink. Yeah. You know, and just turn the hot valve if you have one of those. Yeah. Fair enough. This won't be very hot unless you got really nice water heater. I also didn't know how to tie my shoes until fifth grade. Fun fact. You didn't have what? Tie, Did, you didn't know how to tie your shoes? Until fifth grade. Interesting. That's kind of sad. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. I'm. It's kind of funny, though. It is It is now. Yeah. Here you guys are confessions. <laughs> Um, I also don't like Adele. You don't like Adele? No. Yeah, I prefer HP. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone should just stop listening right now. Thank you, boy. Any confessions from you, Max? Um, uh, Great. Off the top of my head, nope. Great. I don't know. I cool, don't know. cool. But I'm a pretty open book. I need questions to guide me. Yeah. What's your hat mean? Oh, the Portland Sea Dogs yeah. is a minor league baseball team out of per- out of Portland, Maine. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, they're the feeder team for the Red Sox. I like that hat design. Thank you, Portland Sea Dogs, baby. I got it because we go to a Sea Dogs game every uh, every every year at camp. So. Like usually uh, the day before the Fourth of July, and we're watching fireworks and stuff, and you know, got the had to get a hat this year. Did you see here yes. that they might get rid of the vibes? The the they just renamed them and they're gonna get rid of them. Yeah, because they're like doing or some reorganizing uh, reorganizing in the Who MLB the vibes? system. <laughs> they were yeah. the Sky Sox. Oh, remember well, how I have like the they changed the Sky them? Sox. Yeah, remember how no one wanted them to change the name, but since like, well, where do they play out of now? Here? Yeah. Uh, off by my house. Off Powers out in. by the Sky, uh, Sky Sox Stadium? Yeah, it's now like the Vibe Stadium or oh. whatever it is. I haven't been to a game like that in years. Every, literally Probably all the time. <laughs> that's so nice. Because all the time, since all my schools were out there, every field trip in school would be just to go to a Sky Sox game. And it was just super annoying because I also don't like baseball. I like going to baseball games, we, like big baseball games. I don't I've like never watching been, it. I've never been to like an actual professional sports game that isn't minor league. You haven't? No, not like the Nuggets or the Broncos or the and Rockies. You're such a Bron- you're such a Nuggets fan. I'm a Warriors fan. You're but a Warriors. you like basketball. I do. Aren't they also the Nuggets? Sport. You're a sports guy, like of all people. Like you care about sports. You pay attention to them. I do. I don't care about sports, and I've been to a Broncos game. I've been to. Fenway, I've been to City Field, like Mets, Red Sox, like That's so Rockies, nice. Nuggets. The thing with Nuggets is that tickets are actually expensive. Unless Aren't you, we bad? No, the Nuggets are really good. We're probably uh, in the top four in the West. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought they were, I thought we were bad. We yeah. were the, the just, Nuggets were bad for a long. Just a match with the rest of the Colorado sports. The Nuggets have yep. been the Nuggets were really <laughs> bad after Carmelo Anthony left like in 2009 or whatever it was. Yeah. But ever since we got uh that one foreign dude that can never remember his name and like Jamal Murray and some of those guys. We the Nuggets have been good. 
But anyways, the tickets for like especially the Nuggets game are really expensive unless you want to sit like in the very top nosebleeds and like also not watch the center and just be behind one of the baskets. Yeah. I think that's an awful way to watch basketball. Yeah. I refuse to pay tickets for something like that because lower bowl tickets are like 250 a seat. Yes. And that's just ridiculous. See, baseball, uh-huh. It uh, not that expensive, no matter where you sit, unless right. if you're in like a box or Depending whatever. Depending on the stadium you go to. Every it's time I've gone to Wrigley, it's been cheap. And Wrigley is Chicago? Yeah. Okay. Well, Wrigley's a big stadium because I've been to Fenway a few times now. And, well, okay, granted, one was a like Thursday night game or something like that. And yeah. we were, it was in like a three-game series against the Phillies. And that was kind of a big deal, and we scalped tickets. Scalped tickets for $80. Right, but you, I've never heard of a baseball, like, not in, yeah, like, not, the not World Series season, for, like, seats. 250 bucks. The, the Mets game that I went to, granted, oh, my God, I was pissed about that. I <laughs> <laughs> like $40 on tickets. And then my buddy, his family just oh, – <laughs> Casually owns part of the Mets, like point oh two percent, like two percent or something like that. And then he, so he calls his grandpa up, and we're like, the day before we're about to go, he's like, "Hey, grandpa, I got tickets to the Mets game tomorrow, and they're playing the Toronto, or no, they're playing the Washington Nationals." Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And um, he was like, first thing he says is, "You know, you didn't have to do that because they have a box that they have." <laughs> Seats. Uh, there's like twenty some seats in the box that they have <laughs> tickets to every game, and then there's four seats in the stadium that are attached to that box that are like right behind the plate, and we could have had those. Oh my god, that's gosh. incredible! And yet we spent forty dollars on tickets in the not in the outfield, but like not those tickets. Yeah. And then he's like, "Oh yeah, I just wanted to sit in the outfield." He didn't tell me this until after. <laughs> like, I was like, "No, wait, wait, wait. we could have." <laughs> what? Could have saved forty yes. bucks. I like we all could have saved forty dollars. Yeah. yeah, there was three of us. Yeah, it's not just just me. Like, um, and then he said he was like, yeah, but can we park in the players' lot? <laughs> <laughs> he asked his grandpa, and he's like, let me talk to like Bill or something is his name is the guy that owns majority of the, yeah. the Mets. Mm-hmm. So. Calls in, like calls us back like 15 minutes later. He's like, "You're all good. Put us on a list." Like we showed up to the players' lot, and like Miles Boxer's there. Just, yeah, we just got That's there. insane. Yeah, it was tight. It's but. insane. There was one time I went to a Rangers game in Texas, and uh, I think it's in Houston. Um, that doesn't sound right. Anyways, went to the Rangers game with the church, and one of the church members had a box. Uh, Rangers game. Anytime I go to a baseball game that's not in Chicago, it's because they're always playing the Cubs. Mm. My mom's from Chicago, um, like from right outside, like 15 minutes from downtown. Um, so like in the real like Chicago area, not like further Illinois. Um, and so we went to go watch the Cubs, and that was like absolutely phenomenal like experience of just being in a box. There are cocktails running around. I was a kid, so I didn't have any cocktails. But they made right. me some drinks, like some like uh, like a Virgin Shirley, whatever. Right. Um, which is my all-time favorite drink. <laughs> it's a Virgin Shirley Temple. It's so good. Um, and then I, always, had, I just real I thought they were always just Shirley Temples. Well, there's a dirty Shirley, and then there's the actual and then Shirley. Shirley Temple. But the when I when I go to a <laughs> 
when I, when I go to, <laughs> when I go to like a bar or whatever, and I want a, like a Shirley Temple like Virgin, I always say a Virgin Shirley, just because vodka makes it taste weird. But then there are snacks running around the box. It's great. Isn't that why the Fat Soli's bartender doesn't like you? Yeah. yeah. That and because I ordered anchovies on my pizza. Yeah. 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 It was a fun time. She was judging me real hardcore. I think I just my Don't parents my parents never just yeah, took us to like Broncos games or even like the Air Force game. You know? I don't think I've been to an Air Force game. I've been to an Air Force game. I was in I went Air Force First Navy. Oh that's, that's a big game. Yeah, that's a yeah. big game. That was back when I was in high school. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I, I would like to. My uh, you guys know the company Centos. No, they, they like provide uniforms and lots of like supplies for like businesses and stuff like that. Anyways, Centos supplies <laughs> our mechanics uh, uniforms and stuff like that. Yeah, and so every Monday, uh, his name's Art. He comes in, and I have to like Art. sign a thing. And he's this really swell dude. We always talk about basketball and wrestling because he actually watches wrestling. <laughs> And so we talk for like half an hour every Monday. You found somebody as crazy as you. Yeah. You don't find many people like that. I know. I it's. I wish he's my dad. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe like an uncle, you know? Yeah. Anyways, he's your like. Dad will, your dad listens to yeah. this. <laughs> That's yeah. <why. laughs> yeah. That's why. Yeah. That's why. You should apologize. <laughs> Sorry, dad. I miss you. Uh. Anyways, he's like, yeah, my brother has like season tickets to the Nuggets. He's like. If you ever want some, I could probably get some for you. I was like, ah, oh, cool, cool, cool. Nice. Yeah. They also played the Lakers last night, the Nuggets. You could have gone last night? I really wish I would have gone. Yeah. Those tickets were really expensive, though. Yeah. Because it was actually a really close game. The Lakers won, though. Oh. Just being able to see LeBron James play live, though. That's it's, it's I, but are they good seats? I don't know the validity of those uh, seats. That's the one thing I about going like, to CC games. Me too. And that's actually hockey something games, I did do. Yeah. yeah, we used to go CC hockey games all the time. The the one thing that I don't like about um, like court sports like that is that like the action takes place in such a small area. But right, but it's constant, which is what I like, as opposed to football or baseball where it's slow paced. Right, but I've sat on like the third story at a at the Alabama LSU game two years ago, and like. You could see everything because it takes place on such a big field. Yeah. But also, like, the experience of 100,000 people watching the same thing versus, like, I don't know how many people fit. 15,000? Like, 15 at most, maybe. Yeah, around that. Watching the same thing. And then, like, baseball, it's just everybody's having a good time. Baseball. there. There's a poem. I should look it up. But it, like, this, this – he compares baseball to football. And he talks about, like, football as a war. And baseball as like fun, <laughs> yeah. And because I mean, or just relaxed, and you know, it it gets heated at times. You know, it gets intense. But like, baseball is just like you know they they cancel it if it rains. Versus football, they play through the rain and play through the snow and yeah. Like it it was a really interesting. It was kind of it was a fun, fun poem. Nice. I'll look it up. I'll send it to you guys. What's, it, like fun. what's your guys' opinion on cursive writing? I grew up having to write cursive. So, what did you learn it in like third or fourth grade? I think I learned it in like second. Oh, really? When did I start going to? Yeah, it was at. Um, I started writing cursive 
in second grade when I went to China or Colorado Springs Charter Academy, and then was it was pretty strictly enforced hmm. cursive. And I remember one, I was in second grade, and I wrote a pi- I wrote a, like a little writing assignment. You know, like the two paragraphs that I had to write, I just wrote them not in cursive one time in like the beginning of the first semester I was there. And I just I had to rewrite the entire thing. Jeez. And that's like a big deal when you're a kid. Yeah. Um, but, and then I, yeah, all the way through eighth grade, I had to write cursive, and then I went to public school. Right. <laughs> versus like public charters, and, um, yeah, shortly thereafter, it, it's my my handwriting is really weird now because I'm left-handed, and it's like a weird hybrid of like cursive and not. Uh, yeah. Well, I was talking about the subject to my boss today because my boss used to be on our uh, my district school board. Yeah. It's funny. My boss handed me my high school diploma. I think that's funny. Nice. Anyways. But she was talking about, like, I forget why Cursive brought it. I think we're talking about changes they're making in schools, like how we, you can't have hand sanitizer anymore in schools. Why? Because it's, like, not actually good for your... Uh, Strengthens germs. It actually apparently weakens them, weakens your resistance. Anyways, I, <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm okay with that. I hate hand sanitizer. But... She's like, I kind of like it. I like to use it, but I like the feeling. Right, and the smell sometimes. I don't like the feeling or the smell. I just like the cool. But we were talking, we got on cursive writing, and I was like, you know, I think it'd be okay if we don't teach cursive handwriting anymore. Because here's the thing we only, most of us only use cursive handwriting just to write our signature on stuff, right? Right. Unless we want to be artsy or whatever. But who wants to be artsy? Exactly. But because, like, my experience with cursive is that I think we learned it in third grade. And in fourth grade, we had to, like, start writing all the time in cursive. But then I, well, I left Odyssey and went to Remington, and we didn't have to write cursive at all. But I remember my teacher telling me, telling all of us, that, like, you know, when you get to middle school and high school and college, you're going to always have to be writing in cursive. Well, the claim that they always told me is that cursive is faster. Right, that too. But when you're left-handed, it's not. Not really. You just smear everything. <laughs> yeah. But my, because Tammy was telling me, because computers d- weren't really available when she was in college and stuff like that, so they had to write like official papers in cursive. But nowadays, you know, we have computers and all of our papers have to be typed on the computer. There's not necessarily a need for that cursive handwriting because cursive is like universally less messy than print writing typically. Yeah. So I, I was like, hey, I think we should just not teach it. And she was like, what? Really? What? I was like, yeah. It's, like, pointless to, like, spend, like, an entire, like, quarter or whatever. Yeah. See, but I think it probably has something to do with, like, how the brain develops and, like, how you process, you know, how what you, when you're, like, that action. I feel like the writing in cursive is kind of like the artistic side of the brain, and if you're exercising that while you're doing, like, the analytical side, um, you know, they talk about diff- exercising different parts. Of the, I, don't, I don't know yeah. on a sophisticated level all that kind of stuff, but I feel like that would pre- – Writing in cursive from a young age would is probably requiring a higher level, like brain, or is forcing the brain or requiring the brain to develop at a higher rate, or like. But all you're really doing is just that doesn't get challenged. But all you're really doing is just taking letters you already know and just writing them in a different way. Yeah, Yeah. but it's the same. I mean, that's a similar practice to like if you're trying to draw something, you turn it upside down to change the perspective from which you're drawing something 
and you look at it as shapes uh-huh. and you see the connections there. So I think, I think there's something to be said about doing something for the sake of the process because of what you gain from the process, not strictly the outcome. But thinking about what you're saying about those papers and stuff, right? Uh-huh. Like how our parents and whatnot had to turn in fi- final papers as written papers. Yeah. And that kind of thing. Dude, holy crap. That would take so long. Yeah. I wrote a 2,000-word paper in two hours, like f- like revised it in everything, and that was in two hours. And if I ha- would have had to, like, rewrite that to revise it, yeah. oh, my gosh. Because I think on average it takes, like, slightly less than a second to write, in cursive speaking, like, probably two letters as opposed to typing. You're just pushing a button and, like, point two seconds or whatever it is yeah so yeah writing taking a two-hour paper on a computer would be over three hours for cursive i i will say as and from my perspective that he use like never mind keep going dylan encyclopedias and stuff you know i don't know what that oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> you, don't even you have an encyclopedia like working on a computer you have like an encyclopedia dictionaries theosaurus oh right at your atlas oh right um Libraries. from my perspective um i I think I learned cursive when I was in Texas for one year um, and then never dipped into it again. And I kind of regret not sticking with it because it was ultimately up to like us to decide if we wanted to continue doing cursive. Like right. they taught us how to do it. Like this is how you do it. Yeah. Write all these papers next year up to you if you want to use cursive. Um, and so I regret not sticking with it because being a history major, um, and doing research, a lot of my primary sources that I have to like collect, whether they're like government census or like uh, doctor's records or like medical records, whatever, they're all written in cursive. If it's written before night, if it's written before 2010, uh-huh. handwritten before 2010, it's all in cursive. And so there's last summer I was doing a. Um, study on on two boys because i was taking a cemeteries class and they both died in the same week (laughs) and i found their medical records and i couldn't read what it was um i thought it said crushed by frog which i'm like (laughs) that's that's weird how improbable but possible i was like that's either a really big frog or there's something going on here so i asked my professor and she said no that says crushed by a log i said much different much different which oh is not my. that big of a thing but like it, it stumped me for a for a hot like 30 minutes before i asked her what it said but with well, with it what took you're you 30 minutes to ask yeah <laughs> well it was, I, email. If I was sitting in cl- uh, what? it was like an email oh. it wasn't while oh. i was in class okay if i was sitting in class or like sitting in a context surrounded pe- people and all of a sudden it was like crushed by frog i was like guys <laughs> <laughs> look at this <laughs> This dude got crushed by a frog. <laughs> <laughs> but within the context of what you're saying, Paul, is that y- you wish you stuck with writing it, but you're having troubles reading it, which are two very right. separate things. But if I could write it, then I can definitely. Yeah, read but if it. you wrote it growing up, you would probably you have an understanding of the alphabet that's not there if you're just reading it. But I read cursive all the time, and I have. It's it's different because like some cursive handwriting is just like actually it's hard to understand because like people you know write small and the squigglies are kind of all blend together after a while yeah as opposed to you know 
But still, if I if I could write it, then I'd have a good sense of what does this motion supposed. You could to figure be. it out. Yeah. Right. Versus. Versus being, being crushed stumped. by a log. <laughs> crushed by a frog. Crushed by a frog. Yeah. So. I killed a giant frog the other day in The Witcher Three. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say in real life. <laughs> I was gonna say like what? <laughs> yeah. The Witcher. Where 3. did you see a frog in Colorado in like November? Yeah. What's that? Witcher 3? Yeah. Do uh. you guys know about the Witcher series? Yeah. I know it's going to be a Netflix series next, or this month on the 20th, starring Henry Cavill, who oh, plays Superman. Cavill. It's like a dark fic, uh, fantasy series. I just, I just you it, know, there's certain things. I don't have Netflix anymore. You shouldn't <laughs> make shows and movies off of, one of them being video games. No, no. So the Witcher is actually based off a Polish book series. It just was. So is this movie or TV show going to be based off of the Polish book series yeah, or yeah. the video game? <laughs> no, it's going to be based off the first two books, which are a compilation of short stories based around the world of the Witcher series. The video games are actually continuations of the books. So there's not the worry. Oh God, you are just an encyclopedia of useless information. Yep. I can't wait until 21 and can do bar trivia. <laughs> Dude, that's actually so much fun. When I was in New Zealand, we had like two different bars on two different nights that we'd go to bar trivia at. That's it's awesome. like happy hour bar trivia. I've yet to awesome. do bar trivia. We got we were like a team of eighteen year olds, you know, in New Zealand. Yeah. And we like one week we took second place because it was mostly people like forties and fifties. Mm-hmm. And they thought it was awesome that there was this, you know, group of kids <laughs> hanging out doing bar trivia. And they were like, Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. That's We've awesome. got to support them in some manner. Yeah. <laughs> so they bought us rounds. Nice. Yeah. Every so, not off, not not amount of time, but like, yeah. If we were lucky and we did well, nice. advice rounds. Yeah, but a lot of my useless trivial knowledge can come in handy. Like, remember when we were at a uh, man camp? Yeah. And how my and how my and how my comic book knowledge like <laughs> got us a point? That was that was really good. It was uh. So there's uh there's an alternate alternate dimension in the DC universe called the Flashpoint. Well, it's a whole series called the Flashpoint Paradox, where Flash wakes up one day and like the entire world is different. Like instead of Bruce Wayne becoming Batman, he he's the one that died. His mom became the Joker, and his dad became the Batman. So it's like, what is uh the Batman's dad's name basically, Thomas Wayne? It's really interesting. Yeah. story in the dc universe because like wow. because like wonder woman and her amazonians and like aquaman and all of his mermen are like in a war that's like taken over the earth <laughs> and like yeah yeah stuff like that anyways you guys got anything else <laughs> <laughs> um well there's a significant chunk we have to cut out so we probably should keep on recording because <laughs> <laughs> at this rate we've got a 20 minute podcast <laughs> yeah. Maybe 30. Um, which is not a bad thing. No. But yeah. Also, part of me kind of wants to keep it in just for the humor of us getting to the point of um, we should cut that out and then just saying cut, but like keeping everything. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm also really okay if we cut it out. <laughs> Do you want to have – what are you doing Saturday? Saturday. I don't know. Wanna Something. Why not? Huh? Want to have Zach on? Oh yeah. Yeah. If he can work Saturday. Or if he's not. If this can work Saturday. Oh yeah, yeah. Great. <laughs> if he can work, just <laughs> so he can like pick up a shift, so he doesn't have to come on. Yeah. <laughs> Zach just texted me. He was like, "I just made a twenty dollar tip, but I'm so tired." 
<laughs> when does he get off? Eight. That's oh. a shame. He's working ten to eight, like dude. most most days now. Dang, dude! The other day, or last Friday, Friday after Thanksgiving, I worked twelve to four, and then six to two. <laughs> Dang! So oh wow! It's about twelve hours. Yeah. And I tell you what, I am not on the bartender sleep schedule. No. <laughs> I yeah. That messed with me. I think it'd be cool to be a bartender. It's fun, and it's a really interesting. Like you l- get to know a lot of people. Yeah. And you get like just acquaintances with a lot of people. Like a lot of people, you just feel like friendly enough to say hi or at that position with them. And but there's like a weird. Um, there's like a, a whole school of psychology that they talk about, um, where a bartender is like you feel comfortable enough with them to like share a lot Mm -hmm. like there's like somebody wrote a book on this that talks about like how you like you have shared enough that you feel comfortable to share with them Mm -hmm. but at the same time they're far enough away from your actual life that you know that you're like you're gonna get vulnerable really quick right (laughs) yeah and because you're not worried about it affecting your actual life yeah so like like Depending on the bartender you ask, they consider themselves therapists in certain respects. Not like actual like trained therapists, yeah. but like just listening to people talk. Yeah. Because so many people, you just put a drink in front of them and like are just there. Yeah. And even if like you'll be juicing, like doing something prep, you're making other drinks, and they're, they're just sitting there and like you're listening, and they know you're listening, and they just want to be heard, and they will confess everything to you. Interesting. Yeah. When I was at the uh, – my first time in Fenway, the mm. Red Sox game that I went to, um, the people we were sitting next to, they sold their extra tickets to a scalper, and we bought them. You know, So there, he was like – he asked, like, how much did you guys pay kind of thing. He sold them for 50 bucks each. We bought them for 80 bucks each. Like, what the heck? Wow. Um, but anyhow, they then confessed that they were – they both had – they were both in marriages and were cheating. Mm. <laughs> and one of them had kids. And they were at a Red Sox game together. <laughs> Dang. And they were getting really frisky. Mm. So. Yeah. I'd be losing my mind <laughs> if that was me. It was, well, I mean, my buddy and I were just sitting next to each other. He's like, yeah. Like, what? Yeah. What, is ha- what is happening? <laughs> We're going to take a break to hear from our sponsors for this uh, episode. Just kidding. There's there's actually no no sponsor. We just took that time so I can go to the bathroom. I am currently on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I've never used eBay, but so I've been watching Star Wars. I've do, been doing a Star Wars marathon before uh, episode nine comes out in a couple weeks. So I've watched the first two, uh, episode one and two, and now I'm watching the Clone Wars animated series that aired from 2008 to 2013 on the Cartoon those. Network. Yeah. I remember my Friday nights in like late elementary school. It was good because that's when all the action cartoons were on. So it would be like Star Wars, Ben 10, Generator Rex, and like Symbiotic Titan. Anyways, those nights were really good to me. Um, but anyways, I'm watching the Clone Wars, and there's this really cool Star Wars character called Embo. 
and like he's just like really cool and like i was like i wonder if there's like any action figures that i can buy and there's not then i got the idea to go on ebay i've never actually bought anything on ebay i'm currently the higher highest bidder on this because i found an e uh, embo action figure and currently the bid's at 21 dollars and 50 cents and i'm winning there's like three hours left i'm really hoping what are you gonna do with it just keep it on a shelf and not ever use any okay use <laughs> okay fair enough yeah fair enough yeah but um huh what is that tiny pin oh the tiny pin yeah that is um my honor society pin that i had freshman year of college are you in the uccs honor society yeah you dweeb yeah (laughs) i keep on getting emails from them (laughs) it's that um what's it it's like some greek the thing oh really yeah, I keep on getting emails from them, but I just have no desire. Don't they make you pay fifty bucks or something like that? Yeah, yeah. So you know how they have like the honor society and then like the first year leadership, whatever. I think so. So I got the fifty buck, or I spent the fifty bucks on that, and then spent the other fifty on um, the leadership stuff. Yeah. So I was going to the first meeting of the leadership one, and I was dressed in my normal clothes. You know, you remember my uh, young life white yellow sleeves yeah tea so i was wearing that the green pants that i had when i had green pants they're like camo green kind of but not camo and like shoes whatever hat you know what i usually wear and you showed up and everybody was dressed in suits and ties yep and heck yeah i was sitting there well, waiting well, for the meeting it? to start was it like an oh it was just a regular meeting yeah huh. and i was waiting for the meeting to start and like i was just chilling outside it was in dwyer and then people started showing up in like suits and dresses and it was like business formal and i'm like well we're in dwyer that makes sense people are probably doing something yeah business like in here but why they keep coming to this place outside of where the meeting's supposed to be and so i checked the email of dress code and it said business formal so i was like Ah, uh, <laughs> that's all perspective. Not doing it, and so then I got my refund. And nice. Decided not to join. <laughs> I don't know. I think like if you're if you're just ha- hosting a a normal meeting, I understand for like networking things, yeah. or something like that. Right. If it's just a normal meeting, yeah, there's no why do you reason. Have to dress up. Yeah. What's there's up with that? Absolutely no. Reason. Would you have stayed in the NHS if you dress uh, correctly? Uh, um, I'm technically still in the honor society. I wouldn't have gone to another meeting. Oh. If I well, if huh. I had known that I had to dress up business formal, I wouldn't have gone anyways. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was just that kind of that kind of day. Were you guys in National Honor Society in high school? No. Nope. I was. It was the biggest BS <laughs> club ever. <laughs> I graduated with a two point eight in high school. Right, right, right. Because like I think a majority <laughs> of everyone in our high school. A National Honor Society was only in it because our parents told us it'd be a good thing to have, like, a college application. Don't even matter. Yeah. And so, and, like, we would meet probably once every two months and, like, not actually do anything. But we were supposed to get, like, 20 hours of community service every, like, semester. Yeah. And so I did it for six semesters, like, during my sophomore year because you can't do it freshman year. But... I didn't actually do any community service. I just BS it all. Just wrote it on the sheet and had a fake signature. Nice. A lot of us did that. Did I get? Did I tell you guys I almost didn't graduate high school? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. From a gym credit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I walked out of high school with 
Six varsity letters. Six. <laughs> two in soccer. Two in cross country. Two in track. Three different sports. And you know why I wasn't given my diploma on the day of graduation? A gym credit. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. I was the, uh, when I when I moved to Alabama, you have to take a gym credit, like, at least once every year. Oh, really? But oh. when I was in Windsor, I had, like, six gym credits, because you could I mean, you could choose your own schedule, and they don't limit you and how many credits you need. You just need a minimum of, like, the cores. To be full-time or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I had, like, six gym credits. I pull up to um, Alabama halfway through sophomore year, and they're looking at my schedule, and they go, um, team, team sports, is that gym? I go, yeah. They go, um... Lifetime Fitness Gym. I go, yeah. They go, Weightlifting's Gym, Freshman PE's Gym, Sophomore PE's Gym. You won't have to do gym while you're here. I go, huh. All right. Great. Which I was like, whatever. You know, from Windsor, all the, the PE and gym credits were like pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then when I got in senior year in Alabama, um, had a sub in one of my classes that was the gym teacher and he had a class during then so we just went to the gym to watch the PE people run around Heck and yeah, that sounds I like a fun freaking class. was so excited at that point two semesters after I, gra- or after I got there that I didn't have to take any PE classes because all they did was run laps for yeah. the entire entire like 30-40 minutes of class ridiculous yeah they just ran in high school it's insane I, didn't, I only took weightlifting classes i took a weightlifting like four semesters yeah so i never took like an actual like because we had actual pe classes and yeah. like stuff like that i never took any of those yeah i'm really glad i used to have abs same I miss those days sometimes when i wake up i have my abs back and then i do my one sit up of the day which is From, getting out of bed yeah i was gonna say sitting <laughs> up in bed <laughs> yeah and then I and then it, it goes away, so it's fun. Yeah, I only did gym my fresh second semester of my freshman year, and I fulfilled the swim credit that was necessary. Oh, you um, had swimming. Yeah, because we had a pool. That's right, Palmer. So, Palmer's like Palmer has a pool. Sand Creek doesn't have a pool. Yeah, Windsor has a pool. Albertville does not. Um, Palmer has a pool, and I had to do it was freshman swim, and you know got got those two semesters done or two quarters done you know one quarter of gym or one quarter of like general gym one quarter of swim yeah and never uh never again went to swim or never never again went to a gym class and wait so you had those those were both half uh yeah i mean it was like it was technically one class but it was like freshman pe and one quarter of it was swim yeah one quarter of it was just were were those like one credit or half credits uh Technically, it's like a half credit, but it's like a half credit that you need of swim to graduate from Palmer. Oh. So that was so his own, own requirement. Like se- yeah. Oh. There was, there was people that graduated there or like were transferred like their senior year of high school and didn't have a swim credit from another school. So there's like seniors and have to go like some of them had to be in like freshman swim just because it worked out with their schedule. Oh. 
So I would hate that. Yeah. You transfer and then now you're in a class. Oh, that would suck. Class yeah. school freshman. I and usually that would be like second semester too. Like, yeah. I hate freshman classes. Now in college, I have I'm taking two freshman classes. Wow. They're awful. Dude, the like the last freshman class I think I'm gonna have to take is next semester, and it's Econ 1010, and I'm taking it online. <laughs> nice. There you go. So I, uh, I'm i taking an English class right now, English 1410. Why so are you taking 1410? Because uh, when I switched over to history, I needed a second English credit. Oh, geez. And that was the w- easiest one to take, so I took it, and I've been taking it. And a couple weeks ago, we did presentations on what our final paper is going to be about. And the rest of the class has to write down a couple notes of like, here's what like what will be good in your paper that you already have. Here's what you might want to work on, whatever. I think I took fourteen ten when I was at UCCS. And <laughs> probably did. It's a freshman level, yeah. son of a bitch. Um, but it's <laughs> I hate it. Somebody, right? So I got all my slips back after my presentation to see all the comments. Somebody wrote, you know, some people would write your n- name of the presenter on it. Quit fucking with my wick. Um, <laughs> imagine if I didn't say that right. <laughs> and um, somebody wrote underneath my name in parentheses, Daddy. Heck yeah. I haven't talked to anybody in the class except for like the guys in the last row that I sit with. Like we just kind of like occasionally chat. So I'm like, all right, one of them probably wrote it. That's hilarious. Or a cute Fingers girl. <laughs> but I looked over and everybody was writing in pen and that slip was written in pencil. So I'm like It was the teacher. Okay, it wasn't them. <laughs> <laughs> if it was the teacher. Um <laughs> He said, heck yeah. But like comparing I thought so we have like um peer reviewed groups, whatever. Of course. It's, I'm with two freshman girls. Um, and I was like, okay, it's probably this one because she seems to be kind of into me. So I'm like, it's kind of weird that you call me daddy, but, um, no, it's very weird, but I'm gonna check like your handwritten stuff that you wrote, like, um, do some investigation later, like earlier in the semester compared to this note and see if I can match it up. Turns out it was my other peer review partner Hmm. that I haven't spoken to at all maybe total of five sentences right to her and then the other peer review partner is the one that i typically talk to yeah um and it just kind of kind of threw me for a whirl and i figured that's just that's freshman level classes summed up was she pretty no mm. the other girl kind of was yeah it's all right anyways what kind of pillow is this that one yeah it's foam Phone. Yeah. I need it. Why? I've been having trouble sleeping lately. And yeah. I think it's I just need a different. Try the one behind it. You like that one? No. 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 That one, um, I got in Alabama. Great. At a mattress sale mm-hmm. for the band for like a hundred bucks. They do a band mattress sale? Yeah. That's <laughs> that's like a really weird big. fundraiser. Yeah, it really is. Dan Creek had those. They were weird. Once a year. That's the only fundraiser the band does. Yeah. It sells mattresses. It's weird. I think it was like, I don't remember if it was our banner theater did that. And then the uh, pillow behind that one got for 30 bucks at Walmart. Hmm. And so, 
um, I could locate that back one, but not the the nice one. Yeah. yeah. No worries. I'm very I'm I'm picky about my pillows. You know. Yeah, as you should be, because you spend like a third of your life sleeping. It should be on More something like nice. Well, no, because they're tw- naps. <laughs> sure, but you you, <laughs> you don't take naps every day. Like on average, like a person's up for like fourteen hours, probably. Yeah. You know. Yeah. There's twenty four hours in a day, so. On average. It's it's rough estimation a third. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Paul's doing ASMR. I didn't realize we were an ASMR podcast. We're not. I really hate it. I really like those boots. Thank you. I really want to buy some boots. Just polish these. Did you? They're looking mean. There is this shoe polisher in Denver. I really. <laughs> it's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> is it like Union Station or something? I forget where he's at, but he does ASMR like shoe cleaning stuff. I really ASMR. Like what? Yeah, just well, it's oh, like, like so, the sounds of it. So like, I like ASMR, but I like unintentional ASMR. Yeah, I hate ASMR. <laughs> I do it as a joke. Right. But there's there's <laughs> intentional and unintentional ASMR. Intentional is what you're just doing, Paul. Yeah. Where you're, like, taking something. Oh, unintentional is just, like, noises that occur in the world. Yeah, like a, like a doctor's checkup, like a neurological exam. Neurological exams are, like, the best intentional ASMRs. I, I just I just don't know <laughs> noises that are affiliated with that. Same. Well, it's not just sounds, but Never it's also, like, sights and motions exam. that, like, ignite something in your brain mm-hmm. that just like make you feel good you know okay so okay. <laughs> um <laughs> these are red wings i don't even i don't know what model they are but they're a u.s made brand they're a little pricey not gonna lie red, red wings, wings are but they last boots. for a while they make good money and they <laughs> for this podcast honey, honey. yeah yeah don't lie. <laughs> what do you mean, don't lie? I make <laughs> way more than you. Well, not way. I make more than you. It's all right. Yeah. Don't need to be flexing on prices while we're on the podcast. Um, yeah. No good <laughs> they are expensive. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they were a gift, um, lucky, lucky enough. But if you take them to any Red Wing store, they'll oil them and give you new laces for free. Anytime. No oh, questions that's asked. cool. Is there one here in town? Yep. Yeah. yep. By the, the Not Dollar Theater. Oh, cool. Oh yeah, they changed it up. Yeah. Do they still have like it's is it still like Dollar Tuesdays? Maybe. I don't know. I've only been to that theater like 3 times in my life. Cuz I I would I did I we, usually don't go to movie theaters. Did we, freaking did, we, did we see Jurassic World there? <laughs> Together. We might have. <laughs> I think we did. We did cuz we walked in late. <laughs> yeah, and, and then I sat on the other side cuz there's a freaking crowded theater. And then no, you Yeah, we all Reagan, sat on the side. And then like Jasmine or was it and like I think Zach and Harper and Zach and Harper yeah yeah and then I sat on the exact opposite side because I found nun- a seat weren't there nuns there yeah <laughs> they were they can go to movies it's just it's weird it's just <laughs> hilarious to see nuns at a dinosaur movie you know that is true just it's it's unexpected yeah you know it's if just only it was one of those like movies about like you know, werewolves and like devils and stuff. Yeah, that'd be. Speaking of werewolves, I bought one night werewolf last night. What is that? 
It's a card game that's like mafia. Oh, I freaking love that. Except I just think it's too short of a game. Well, like, it depends on how many people you play. Because on average, like, one round should be about ten minutes. And then just you play multiple rounds. Yeah, I guess that's not far off for Mafia. Yeah, especially if you have, like, six people or more. I've played with, like, eight people. And then it's, like, five minutes and the game's over. Then you guys aren't engaged enough, I think. No, we are. You know when I get into games and I just start yelling at people? Yeah, those are the best kind yeah. of games. I started out with that. Five minutes later, they're like, Paul, you're the freaking the, you're the werewolf. I'm like, yeah. And you just got to do a better job of defending yourself so and, then like, I'd, placing blame on someone else. So then I'd be quiet, and they were like, Paul, you're the werewolf again. I'm like, ah. Right. That's bad. Yeah, it's just bad. You just got to, like, throw accusa- accusations, you know? Yeah. No. No, it's a game. You got to. <laughs> Max, you're a loser. See those kind of accusations. Oh yeah, Dylan. Dylan, huh? Dylan, what? Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear about Paul? Uh, you got a big nose. <laughs> it's not an accusation. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> Suck it. So do I. <laughs> big nose gang. Oh wow. We can smell better <laughs> than you. Four eyes. I can't smell that. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, you're wearing glasses. Uh, yep. Uh, as I was saying that, I was like, somebody else in this room is wearing glasses, and I know it. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> what, were you, what were you gonna say? I forget. <laughs> <laughs> you should get some boots. I want to because Red Wings. I got some Blundstones. Those are not nearly so expensive. Blundstones. Blundstones. Get some Chaco boots. Yeah, but they're not like boots. They have boots. weird bottoms. I don't like the bottoms. Chocolate they're like, boots. they're boots, but they're not boot boots. You know? No, yeah, you're right. Like, if you just had a lower, lower, if they didn't go so high, they'd be a hiking shoe. shoe. It'd just be a shoe. Blastons yeah. have laces, but it's uh, yeah, they're slip-ons. But you can really embrace the uh, the mentality of pulling yourself up by the bootstraps. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I have like. Three or four pairs of boots. I only have those two. I got these guys. Got a pair of Blundstones. Got a pair of Danner, like hiking boots, like non-earing boots. Look at these yeah. boots. And then you I've got it. a pair of like combat boots that my brother had when he was working on a cattle ranch. Yeah. And then I wear them when I'm doing work like that. Yeah. You feel pretty invincible when you wear them. Right. Because they're hardcore. What other times do you feel invincible? I definitely have an invincibility complex. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't know. My body really hasn't failed me ever. <laughs> and um, I'm a little convinced I'm invincible. Yeah. Fair enough. Like, I don't know. Have you ever broken any bones? I broke my nose. Uh-huh. <laughs> I ran into a kid playing laser tag. <laughs> And I broke my nose. It's still crooked. Oh, my gosh. Mine was just born crooked. Um, Mine became crooked after I broke it. And my friend's mom said it in the kitchen. (laughs) She's an ER doctor. (laughs) 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 She's qualified. More than qualified. I was was sticking – we were at Thanksgiving, and I was, like, making – I was, like, sticking my tongue at her, like, like, trying to make fun of her. And she was like, be careful. You're going to bite your tongue off, and I'll have to sew it back on. (laughs) <laughs> she's like sewing tongues on is the worst <laughs> like 
She's like, you have to clamp it, and it's so bloody, and it's just hard oh. to know. Like, <laughs> oh, that would be hard to do too. Yeah, and I was like, you you've done this? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, how many times? She's like, plenty. I'm like, <laughs> 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 it's like, oh, oh. <laughs> So hey, remember that song I said was by YouTube last night? It's not by YouTube. I made it up. <laughs> I know you did. You <laughs> dirty cheat. Yeah. You dirty, dirty cheat. I was terrible at that game. Me too. I was <laughs> during some one of the Christmas ones. I was like, "What rapper has a Christmas album?" Oh, R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> you went R. Kelly, not Chance the Rapper. <laughs> oh, he does. Uh, but you like mama. love Chance too so much. I do. You're about to go see him next month. I am. It's funny. <laughs> I just, I just, I vividly remember R. Kelly coming out with that Christmas album my senior year before all the bad shit really came out, and just being like, "This, this album's good." And it's just stuck with me. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's on repeat in the Turner household during the holidays. <laughs> Yeah, so, fair enough. So I was just trying to look at R. Kelly lyrics yeah. <laughs> to see if, like, I wonder if he's just Christmas tree in one of these songs. And did he? I didn't look hard he enough. What, so what does Festivus did. mean? I don't know, I, it's freaking Seinfeld. Dude, my friend goes to Duke and hangs out with Sasha Seinfeld all the time. Is that his daughter? Yes. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Does she have her uh, his punchable face? Why do you think? I don't know. Seinfeld so. has a really punchable face. He has a punchable face. Do you not like Seinfeld? No, I do. He's just one of those guys whose face just looks punchable. Dude, I want to go to Duke and make Sasha Seinfeld fall in love with me, so, so you can, can just marry into the Seinfelds. Yeah, he's one. He's probably the richest American comedian, <laughs> just based off loyal uh, royalties. And man's got bees. Yeah, billions. He um, is the highest paid comedian. Yeah. Yep. As of this year, last year, they yeah. don't have one out for this year yet. It's yeah. literally because like that Hulu Seinfeld deal and all the reruns on cable network. Yeah. That like contribute to that because. Well, I mean, it's such a big deal when any sort of like sitcom gets dubbed in another language too. Yeah. Because they get royalties for every time it's played in another country. Yeah, that's a good point. I w- do. You guys know who Drew Gooden is? Yeah. I so. I yeah he's he's. Famous. He got famous because of that one vine, uh, you know, do ro- uh, road work ahead. And he's like, I sure, I sure hope, hope it does. does. <laughs> it's like his one famous vine. And then he, like, he just has like really good commentary videos on YouTube. Yeah. But I was watching one at work today when I was filing about how he was comparing the the comedy aspects of an episode of The Office to an episode of Friends. Have you seen this? Mm-mm. Oh, yes. And yes. how like, like a third of like a Friends episode it's just either a laugh track or just nothing as opposed and like a lot less jokes compared to the office where there's a lot less faffing about and a lot more jokes because they're because they don't have a laugh track and like everything's like intentional what are you playing are you playing r kelly or are you playing the chance christmas album is this gonna be our outro (laughs) we were having a civil conversation just gonna sound bad yeah paul is the reason that the Go- okay google stop stop 
All that shit missing. I'm my fat with my blood. Anyways, I unplugged it. Anyways. Ow! He tried coming in the mic and it still. <laughs> it still popped. Don't unplug my Google Home. It's fine. It's going to survive without your you know, rude interruptions. Now I have to kick back in again. Ugh. I forgot what my point was now. Would you good? Uh, yeah. uh, the office is yeah. funnier than Friends. I think it's just an interesting it is. thing to look at. It is absolutely. Is. Yeah, I really. I don't think there's ever a question about that. I really enjoyed Friends. Friends is good. When I watched through it. It's but it, Office is far better. I think just the sitcom uh, presentation of shows is just outdated at this point. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, comedies at a different point. Right, like laugh track comedies is like you know. Yeah. Laugh track comedy will. <laughs> Back back on. Good, good, cool. I, be, I bet you it'll come back in phases, but it'll take in, take a different form, which is like more respective to modern comedy. Yeah, surely because the entertainment industry kind of adapts and evolves. Yeah, like not in great ways, you know. Yeah, I was also watching some of his stuff about how like there was like some sequels to movies that like really shouldn't be called sequels. Like Kindergarten Cop Two came yeah. out like two years ago, yeah. when the original one came out like twenty five years ago. It's just like, why are you calling it Kindergar- Kindergarten Cop 2 when it's Dolph Lundgren instead of Arnold Schwarzenegger and it's like a 25-year difference between movies? That's not really a sequel because no one was really asking for a sequel because it's not actually continuing the story of the first movie. 25 years yeah. later. Right. And not even because it's just a different story of different characters. At yeah. that point, it's a reboot, but they called it a sequel. It's like Jingle All the Way 2. Yeah. Or like uh, Toy Story 2. We're ranting about freaking <laughs> movie crap. Yeah. What'd you say? Toy Story 2? Well, no, because that was a completely okay, different no, story. That, that's that a, that's it's, it's the same characters and a continuation I just of a plot. hate sequels. In general, no, no, no. I hate the idea of having a sequel. We, like, we, if it's good, look, leave no, it. They, Toy like Story 2. Like, like, all of the Toy Stories have, like, they take on a different, like, realization throughout the whole movie. Is like, yeah. you know, they realize that their power, and then they realize that, like, they... They're coming of age, you know. There's like I don't know. There's I watched I was watching something about this. It was like a Vox thing talking about the four different Toy Stories and how yeah, like in the, the third one is like death or like mortality, right? And like the fourth one, I don't even know what it was, but you have a point with just the oversaturation of but sequels. There's a difference between oversaturation of sequels and and just like. Sequels actually having intention, right? Which and like is having a higher level, like analyzing them. And Pixar is really good at that. But you can you can come across with the same message if you just do it in a different movie. Yes, but sometimes yeah. But you already have a following. You're not worried from like economic standpoint. You're not worried about like gaining a fan base, like or anything like that. You have a surefire way to at least break even on a movie. Like with spend tens of millions of dollars on. Right, like with Toy Stories, you've already done the introduction of all these characters, so you don't have to take time to like create a separate movie with separate characters and like settings and stuff like that to make that one point, that one theme. Instead, you can just do it slightly easier with the second one. And granted, that is building a franchise, which could lead just to like money, money, and that argument for just they're just making this movie for money. But I think there's a separation between quality and quantity in that regard. 
I just think the we, like we can't forget that they are out there, like they are businesses, right? They are trying to make money. I just think the but. oversaturation of capitalism is stifling the creativity that happens in the movie making process. You're absolutely right, and that's mm. absolutely what like, I just think it's a shame. Like that's have what you, I haven't read this, but have you read Atlas Shrugged? No. Do you know who Ayn Rand is? No. Who is John Galt? No. These words don't make any sense to me. <laughs> oh my God! There's this like nor I cultish following of Ayn Rand and like her opinions on capitalism but hmm. it's like i ran ayn rand oh. a-y-n-r-a-n-d um she her first book which is like her book that she you know like that cultivated so much of the following that people read like i don't even really know how to describe it but yeah. it's like the ultra capitalists like yeah. arthur brooks and stuff like that like of today yeah. and that capitalism isn't just like an economic system it's like a moral foundation yeah mm. that we should like embrace and that you know are the biggest um like all the biggest things in the world could be solved through cap- capitalism interesting uh, which is just interesting that you say that like capitalism is stifling and like um is stifling creativity and stuff yeah because there's also like an argument to be said like to be said that like capitalism incentivizes a lot of that because you know just just creating something to create like like yes i can go out there and like take photos but i'm also all the more motivated to take photos and make some money doing it yeah yeah like and there's balance in that like i i don't want to over produce and like water down the creative process that i have yeah by like you know or like associating my work with something that I don't feel is accurate yeah. or like to the same degree as like what I'm capable of or, you know, versus just not producing anything for any, any reason. Yeah. You know? yeah. And so what Arthur Brooks talks about in his documentary, he only has one documentary. It, um, and it, it's like you present like the welfare system versus like you give somebody a job nine times out of 10, like, like a minimum wage job is supposed to like welfare is supposed to equate a minute uh, like a minimum wage job you know you're supposed if you're on welfare like you're supposed to be making getting as much receiving as much money because you can't make it as as if you were to make a well like have a minimum wage job yeah and his argument is that majority of people no matter what would rather work for it than just be given it yeah because there's you know more to be they the experience is like earned yeah and money has meaning if you're earning it versus just being given it. Yeah. So like his argument for capitalism over like socialism in that they share values in that they want to provide for everybody. Yeah. Um, but ca- socialism is like, you know, you have Switzerland or whatever, like where the brain surgeons live next to the garbage collector because the brain surgeons get taxed so much that they can only afford to live next to the, gar- like in the same housing and the garbage collectors get given enough that they can live next to the brain surgeon. Yeah. Mm. Like when versus capitalism, like you allows for people to promote yeah. true economic gain. Yeah. That's interesting. It, and like, I don't have a real opinion. I don't know enough to yeah. like have a sophisticated understanding of it, but it is interesting to look at. And I'm, I'm dabbling in Isaac's aunt. We had dinner with her um, the other night and she challenged me with some Ayn Rand stuff that I didn't know oh. a lot about. And um, a former boss 
also challenged me with some Ayn Rand stuff year, like two years ago. So mm-hmm. I, his his aunt's property is named Fountainhead, and one of Ayn Rand's books is called Fountainhead. So she's like a huge Ayn Rand person, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> it, it's yeah. kind of creepy. It's kind of scary the yeah. Ayn Rand philosophy. But, but like it, in the sense of, um, like how do you value or how do you measure creativity? Because if creativity is making something new, then for like the patent trolls out there, that they take a patent of let's say um, a candle, right? So they take the candle patent and then they change it in a, in a slight way where instead of the wick being white, like a normal okay, wick, so that's, that's a that's, different color. I mean, I'm in Belon IP right now and we're talking about patents. We're filing our own patents. And right. Realistically, that, you would still be in violation of the patent if you're – you would have to have enough – uh, like and it goes to the patent office and there's a intensive process done by the patent office yeah to determine yeah. you know if a patent actually like is or if what you're filing to patent is truly what is considered like non-obvious and novel so then like, how do you how do you define how do you yeah how do you measure subject. creativity yes and that's realistically in a lot of circumstances in the creative realm that's pretty subjective you yeah. know, you like I I don't think it's realistic to go out there and try and you know, you can't patent a photo. You exactly. can't yeah. you can't patent a lot of stuff that is considered creative, but what is considered intellectual property and like is like you can't it or like copyrighted a lot of like, you know, music that is copyrighted yeah. and stuff is like you hire a football player, like you can't tell a football player to go catch a ball. He's got to want to catch the ball. Like, you can't tell Katy Perry to go out there and sing this song. She's going to, like, she can go out there and sing it, but she can do a bad job, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it to for it to be considered intellectual property and, like, stuff that can't be held in, like, the physical realm. And, like, when we're talking about creative stuff, yeah. right? Um, it has to be something that is, like, it's untangible and specific to you in the sense that nobody can make you do it yeah or like ultimately what's happening and what's being done is is your own Mm -hmm. you have control over it versus like your creative outlet you know as a photographer or whatever you're going out there and capturing your own perspective but nobody can like give you a camera and say and force you to do that yeah that's what makes it intellectual property because it's respectively untangible. Like you're not patenting a photo, you're patenting like an artistic style, a process. If if it is a utility patent in that sense, or a, or a, like there's a process patent. There, I forgot that, that it's not called that specifically. Yeah. But there's different kinds of patents that cover that, and um, like a lot of artists, like um, designers and stuff, have like patents on their specific processes for, you know, like clothing and stuff like that and if it's maybe it's a patent on the process in which they're producing something yeah or if it's but then there's also a definition of like patent versus trade secret and like as if you're filing for a trade secret you don't have to spell out these details like coca-cola they have a trade secret over like what is the, the secret recipe to make coke 
because a patent expires after 20 years, right? Yeah. So, but also trade secrets. A trade secret. You can't take legal action if somebody figures it out. Yeah. If somebody reverse engineers your what you have a trade secret over, they can produce it, but they can't file a patent for it, and I'm pretty sure they can't legally, like, um, like, um, sell it. Mm. Like they can they can sell the product, but they can't sell the process. You know, if they figure it out, they can't like go out there and say, "Hey, we figured out how to make Coca Cola. Let me sell you that process. Like, yeah. sell you the you know that sort of information. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm pretty sure on that. I'm not a hundred percent, but like the difference between trade secret and patent in that sense, and yeah. you know, and how that overlaps into creativity is a whole other way. And that part that he just said that last part is as far as I got in V law. Before I failed and dropped out. Woo! <laughs> and on that note, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. I could trademark my name if I wanted to, right? No. No.